0: On this episode of The Clappers, we're calling it the Golden Globe edition, aren't we?
1: <laughs>
0: slightly tarnished. But yes, but yes. So it is, yes. But we are in the same room, unlike the Golden Globes. Also, we're yes. slightly tarnished as well. True, true. We're, we're talking, talking about, about the dry. The dry, aren't we? We're also talking about my Salinger year in a strange way. If Carl doesn't edit the whole thing out, because apparently I spoiled it. <laughs> we're talking about some you know, live music. Ma Rainey's... Ma
1: Rainey's black bottom, we not, mentioned. Not, not a big one, just no, a normal, just a normal one. size one. normal size 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 bottom. That's mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. And briefly, we'll be talking about Michael Gudinski. Yes. Do so you like how I smile at the microphone, <laughs> like it's a, a lens? Like, yeah.
0: Welcome to the Clappers. It's true. We are back for 2021. This is Andrew Young.
1: And this is Carl Quinn. And goodness me, it's Mm -hmm. been a long time,
0: Andrew. Well, we've not sat in the same room, uh, apart from my um, secret party. Uh, We haven't been in the same room for months, 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 a year or something. So we're actually in the same room now, which will make this a far more stimulating podcast for one of us anyway. (laughs) Can I say to you, Carl, that this was the worst Golden Globes I've seen in the last four or five years? Well, you certainly can say that. Um, yeah, but I'd, found I'd like it to know why. why lamentably you? tedious. Mm-hmm. It, it, for some reason. Two very talented comedians were unable to make it zing and sing and bounce. I don't think it's necessarily the handicap of being on two separate coasts, but there was something very wooden and earnest and difficult, and uh, I had to look away from time to time. Really? There was one funny moment. Go on. What was that? Shall I say? One of the funny moments. I would spoil it for people.
1: Well, I I, I saw funny moments.
0: I saw one funny moment, and that was when Tracy Morgan, Mm -hmm. is that his name? Yeah. Um, announced a winner of one of the awards as Saul. <laughs> When it was in and fact soul. a film called Soul but for reasons only known to himself he, he called it Soul. That was the only funny moment I think. Oh no, the kids those damned kids, they say the darndest things. That was kind of funny too. It was a bit of a... Who didn't know, Jane Fonda didn't no. know... Who, family, <clears throat> which but, is, but they did know Chadwick yeah, Boseman. Of course they knew Chadwick yeah. Boseman. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So Chadwick Boseman won an award he mm-hmm. won for a film called Ma Rainey's big black bottom. I think it's just called Ma Rainey's black bottom. I don't yeah. think it's big. I think you just sorry gratuitously. I, I didn't. I didn't mean oversized. To be, didn't mean to be salacious or rude <laughs> about anybody's bottom. And I apologise for that. I could furnish you with examples of the word big and bottom being used together mm. in a very musical sense, mm. but I won't. Uh, have said, you seen
1: it? Yeah, I have. I, I really, watched it last
0: night. I actually. loved it. Did I you? really enjoyed it. Uh, as with anything that has to do with music, making a semi historical historical film about a real person and imagining a situation, some of the things didn't ring quite true. Mm. But and, and of course, being based on a play, it's, it's pretty hard to get away from that staging. Thank mm-hmm. you. That you get when you see a filmed version of a play, but I I enjoyed it. I thought it was great. I thought there were uh, there could have been more speeches and that's more speeches. I'm not, I'm not saying that I wanted more speeches. <laughs> I'm just saying that plays
1: are generally an excuse for soliloquies. I, I don't know how they they could possibly have squeezed any more speeches in it, to be honest.
0: But <laughs> and I know. loved how it ended. I thought. I mean, I didn't love it, but I thought the ending was great. It was it was true. That was that certainly rang true, and and was was, was a great way to end. that Film.
1: Mm, um, I, I was less impressed. Mm-hmm. I thought it really it reeked of being a play. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's. Uh, uh, I'm saying fragrance. You're saying reek. <laughs> August Wilson is the playwright yes. and he also wrote Fences mm-hmm. which Denzel Washington started a couple of years ago yep. and I, I felt the same thing about that, I mean like yep. really powerful storytelling in some ways mm-hmm. um, and really great performances but but again it just felt really stagey you know, yes. well, like you know, now here's my turn to speechify for yeah, you know, it, five it, minutes it, thinking and, about that, how do you feel about
0: other, how do I feel about the theatre? How, how do you feel about, um, too stagey how, <laughs> it's like you're watching a play, all these people <laughs> Declaiming <laughs> making a stunt. Um, how do you feel about a film like Glengarry Glen Ross? Which is obviously yeah, a it's play. a long time since I've seen yeah, Glengarry Glen Ross, same. but I loved it. I love I, I think yeah. about it and I think it's time to see it again. Yeah.
1: I've probably seen it two times, maybe three. I think I think part of what would make me maybe excuse Glengarry Glen Ross is that Al Pacino. the speechifying is from yeah. people whose whole kind of persona yeah. is about speechifying. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so it kind yeah, of yeah. makes sense with that. Hucksters.
0: They're hucksters. They're, they're real sales estate salesmen. People. Yeah. They're shy, like they're shonky real estate
1: salesmen. So there's a kind of um, an inherent narrative truthfulness to that, mm-hmm. right, where he, you you make allowances yeah. for the fact that mm-hmm. here's somebody basically haranguing me for five minutes a okay. stretch, you know. Yeah. So Whereas, what do you say about the
0: Lion King? Uh, you don't have to tell me what you think about the Lion King. <laughs> Another great play, directed by Julie Taymor, *The Lion King*. Uh, I've never seen it, so we we don't need to discuss it. Tell us, it it is actually a great. Piece of theatre. Well, well I, I, I trust her. I've seen. I've seen her <laughs> from, work from <laughs> recollection. There's not a lot of speechifying in it. <laughs> See a lot of her work, but there's not there's talk, a lot of songifying. Talking animals. Mm. Uh, mm. So, apart from that, I suppose the Golden Globe once again. I don't know if you could say discredited itself or bathed itself in um, laurels by, uh, as only the Hollywood foreign press, the European foreign press, could do by awarding everything to the crown.
1: Mm. You. Didn't approve. Mm. It's
0: one of those things that you could see coming a hundred miles off. Mm. And I thought, really? Mm. Really, and then a couple to Schitt's Creek. Didn't they win everything last year? Well, it
1: was the Emmys. They're they're different awards. They are actually allowed to acknowledge the same thing. I I don't know.
0: I just think that there's a lot of things that got left out. That you know, not that I look to of all awards, (laughs) I wouldn't look to the Golden Globes as anything resembling a true measure of Mm. what is excellent in film or television at all, any more than I would. I guess the the Oscars. I just find them really entertaining um, and
1: an enjoyable night. of television, but unfortunately, this one wasn't. Well, I mean, look, the big talking points about around the Globes were all to do with the nominations mm-hmm. and the uh, um, the the process by which things, well, most notably, Emily yes. in Paris, even entered the yeah. frame for, mm. for consideration. I mean, a show that was, you know, we talked about it on on, on this podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, Back in who knows, sometime a million years ago, it was one but of but your favourites. I remember, no. <laughs> remember that because you
0: love Paris and you I love think, Emily. I think it would so. be
1: fair to say that I enjoyed hate watching it. Okay, yep. it was it was a show that that's it, my favourite type of yeah, watch. Yeah, um, I, 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 I'm well aware of this. <laughs> I, I watched it. And I was going. Maybe people are new to the podcast. Really, really? Yeah. They they said mm. that they mm-hmm. did that. But yeah. They dressed her like that. Mm-hmm. They, you know, it's it's such a fantasy version. Mm -hmm. of Paris and of... Of an American in Paris, it mm. was ridiculous. So you take to the, the Gene Kelly American in Paris. That's mm. like a documentary. That's c- a by documentary comparison. by comparison. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, at least there were shades of black in that one, you know. Yes. So, um, the, oh, look, it's, it was it was a dumb show mm. that, was dumb that was an enjoyable watch. That was an enjoyable watch yeah. while none of us could go anywhere. Okay. Right. It's you watched of, it all at once, didn't you? No, not no over three or four days or okay. whatever nights, whatever. I thought you watched it. Um, no, that's somebody. Else. But look, there were times when yeah. I actually genuinely laughed. Okay. At it. Right, but, Particularly towards the end, I, I, I thought it had sort of embraced its ridiculousness okay. with such gusto mm. that I was starting to enjoy it in mm. that sense. But would I nominate it for an award? Absolutely no. not. No. Absolutely not. Unless there's a category most ludicrous scenario. Well, I don't see why not. <laughs> most <laughs> outrageous, dumbest show. Most outrageous clothes. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. But anyway, mm. you know, the fact that it was up for best comedy series mm. and for best actress in a comedy series, and uh, the point that a lot of people made, yeah. and I think with great justification, is that "I May Destroy You" was completely overlooked, mm-hmm. and that was a phenomenal piece of TV, like an incredible piece of TV. I, I did lose interest after about episode three yeah uh so but I can't you know really comment that's your your failing not not mm. the show oh, you know. oh, uh, anyway, yeah. well, regardless it's like yeah. it was a it was a like a, a challenging and yes. seriously oh, like yeah. uh you know hard edge piece of work mm-hmm. that was funny yeah that was really truthful in a lot of ways and really confronting in a lot mm-hmm. of ways and uh and the fact that it wasn't in the space and yeah, in, in the race yeah. was just kind of crazy when mm. Emily was. And yep. that was a, there was a lot of fuss about that, a lot of fuss about the lack of, um, you know, diversity amongst the HFPA membership, all 87 of them. And then I thought it was hilarious the moment where the three of them came on stage basically to, to get their public whipping to say, mm. we're so sorry yeah, yeah. for not being black. And, yeah. you know, they had like a, a white German woman, uh, mm. a brown-skinned Indian woman, and a, you know... What was he? Olive skin Turkish, Turkish. guy. You yeah, know, yeah. I was like, but we are sort of diverse. Yeah, you know, it's right? it's
0: Give it's us out. a break! Come on, we're Robert. having a go. We have some colours here. <laughs> Okay. I guess I demand more than yes, you. Yes, you're a
1: more exacting I don't, I don't, chap
0: I, I, than I demand I am. more from, from, <laughs> from an awards night
1: telecast <laughs> yeah, I think possibly the difference, <laughs> a, a, a key a key point of difference is that yeah. I'm live blogging it, mm-hmm. right? So my engagement with it is, is there something I can write about? Yes. I, at yes. any moment. Yes. And any little thing mm-hmm. is something I can write about is like, oh, thank God for that. Thank God that you're right? yeah. Yeah. And uh, you're demanding to be entertained. Yes. I, I, yes. We have different standards <laughs> on these matters. <laughs> so, anyway, I personally just glad it's over. And, of course, yeah. next is the Oscars and that will oh, be... That'll be fun or well, not.
0: I don't know. I did
1: like the glimpse
0: into Aaron Sorkin's private life. Did you? <laughs> that glass... <laughs> Uh, I don't know um, what do they call those rooms? Panic room or some <laughs> kind of g- smoked glass <laughs> enclosure behind everybody's um, hierarchical seating. Right. And then two guitars on display, two I presume very expensive guitars on display. Was the cheapest like a two dollar shop music stand. Right. It was it was wonderful. Like, I, I was really pleased to see that that kind of.
1: I just wanted to see. Him, I wanted to him, him get up, move mm-hmm. around. I wanted some walking and talking from Adam's <laughs> talking. I was disappointed <laughs>
0: that, there was I, none. That, that, of that. that is a shame that the whole household wasn't just walking backwards <laughs> just with corridors. All you wanted was <laughs> corridors. Yeah. I don't think he has a great sense of humor. If you remember that the no. show, The West Wing, yeah. a lot of the jokes were very lame. Yeah. Lame jokes. Uh, uh, uh. I'll tell you a joke that isn't lame. From Go on. a Golden Globes pass. Well, it should be a Lame joke <gasps> when we're talking uh, about the Golden Globes. Yes. Yeah. It's what Ricky Gervais is hosting, and he always comes out with a pint of beer. It looks weird, him standing yeah. there drinking a pint of beer. Yeah. And he holds it up and goes, I like a beer as much as the next man. Unless the next man is Mel Gibson. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> Have you been in the world? No. At all? No. I can see that, actually. Yeah. You don't look like a man who's no, been out of the little house bit so crazy, little bit so or
1: crazy. has had to consult. No, I've, no I've, been going. I've been going to the office since, mm-hmm. uh, since we
0: went back to work in January. Okay. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. Good, good. Have you been anywhere for your own pleasure? Pleasure? What's that? Oh, I don't know. It depends how much you want to pay for it, I guess. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, uh,
0: no, not really. Okay. I not went much. and saw a band at 303. Yes. And whether you're listening to this in the future or listening to this now, there are still restrictions in place for people who want to go and see a band. <laughs> they can't possibly be listening to it now. When they're listening to it, they'll be going, yeah, I'm listening now. Of course. Yeah, I'm listening now. Uh, you have to do, do, do your check-in. Sometimes you have to book and pay in advance, and uh, there are, sometimes there are extra fees. In this case, uh, walk straight in. It was great. It's like the old days. It was right. 303 in Northcote. Right. Bands called the Hear Hears, they kind of play a mix of like surf, um, rock steady style mixture of music. It was great. It, it, it was just, a, a, just only 30 people allowed at a time, but they've got a big space out the back, so people could go out the back and hang in an outside area or in their big sort of where the stage area is, but in the front only 30, and that's that stayed that way. People were allowed to be outside and drink, but only if they were at a table. Mm-hmm. But it was great to just be able to walk in, order a beer. How, how was it band? that you
1: were just allowed to walk in?
0: Well, their system was not, it was a free gig, so there were no tickets being sold. Right. and they. We're doing a head count, so the moment that the amount-
1: QR code, did you have to do any yeah. that? Yeah, yeah, right, okay, okay.
0: Right, Sorry, no. uh, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, the a QR code is where you take your telephone and you have the camera go on this strange pixelated square, and it records who you are and where you are. In case people from the future are going, what's a QR code? <laughs> I've just got a chip <laughs> in the back of my neck. I don't need any QR. Lives they lived
1: in those days.
0: But it was just great to go and see a know, You know, you know
1: the QR codes were actually developed for inventory control back in the 1990s in mm-hmm. the automotive industry, I think. I didn't know it was automatic, but I knew it was a, It was something like <laughs> yeah. that, yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you, I saw another band as well hmm. uh,
0: Another on another occasion where it was a lot more of a rigmarole. We had to book and you right. had to name your guests and they arranged the seats for you and they were your seats and it was a very small amount of people, like 20 people, right. all at chairs. This is at the uh, Cherry, the new Cherry, which is in what was Little Riadas, or if you're not that old, Pony in uh, Little Collins Street. And it was an afternoon thing, and it was a band called the Three Kings. It was really good, uh, but 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 very strange. Sitting like very spatially yeah. distant, and everybody's in their seat, and they've got their masks on, and they take it off to drink a sip, and then they put the mask back on. And really, you, a lot of people. It's a, it's a lot of older people. Okay, at yeah, this. Right, so people right. who are perhaps a bit more um, jealous of their health yep. and not wanting to be exposed, and even though this is only uh, a week or so ago, so so, so the numbers mm. have been coming down and coming down but just you know venues are trying to get people in and even though they Mm. probably lose money every time they put something on they're still they're still doing it and it's still is it's a bit of a pain and all the extra stuff you have to do it's still worth doing Uh, it's still good to see some local bands in real life in the flesh playing music yeah
1: well i I shouldn't say that i haven't been out i have been out i've been to the cinema a few times although mostly just to to, um critic screenings um so i'm trying to think if i've been to a public session Mm. i might have been to one um Mm -hmm. I've been to dinner a couple of times, been okay. to restaurants once or twice, mm-hmm. um, and I went to see "Come from Away" um, at the theatre. Um, but this was this is back in mid-January, and it was a lot actually, of speeches. Uh, no, very few speeches. Really, okay. All it's right. mostly singings, um, scenes, singings, singing, lots singings. of singings. Yes. Okay, um, don't oh, you, don't, you
0: don't know this is play? This, is this the one about the plane? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've read about that. Yeah, it's about yeah, all the yeah. flights
1: that are diverted up Yeah, yeah. It's, it's an interesting subject, isn't it? Yeah. Like all the flights all go to the one little regional airport. That's right. They're all there in Newfoundland. W- was it an interesting play? Yeah, it's great. I've seen it twice. I saw it, I saw it last year. Wow. And we got invited to a, um, a dress rehearsal, right? Mm-hmm. And it was it was actually like the first night of theatre, of yeah. large-scale theatre right. in Melbourne since we went into lockdown. So, yep. so since March of last year. So this is January this year. This right? is in... Yeah, late January, oh, yep. mid January. That was mm-hmm. uh, the day after we got back from camping, mm-hmm. and um, and so you know we went, we Man. went to dinner before the show. Mm-hmm. Um, all very, you know, limited and QR yeah, codes yep, and masks. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> We went to the play, um, yeah. everybody wearing masks, uh, yeah. about 300 people in the theatre at this stage, uh-huh. still quite, quite tight. Um, and then we went out for a drink afterwards. Mm. Uh, um, again, you know, QR codes mm. and masks. Mm-hmm. And it was, it, was <laughs> it was a weird kind of night. It was a weird kind of night. I had a good time is what I had. Thank you very much. <laughs> It was a weird <laughs> night in that it was like it felt completely normal. Yeah, like this is yeah, the life we were living yeah, a year right. ago, mm. but it also felt abnormal at the mm-hmm. same time. And with the normality was this sense of and how long have yeah. we got it for? Mm. And then, of course, we subsequently had the mini lockdown and yep. uh, and now we're in the midst of a vaccine rollout, which may or may not be the answer to everybody's prayers. And he's hoping um, yeah, it is because... fingers crossed. I went, I went, I've went. seen a couple of films recently too. One, uh,
0: Sigourney Weaver wears the most just wonderful trousers, cardigans, uh, she's a great character in this film, and her quasi-thruple husband who commits suicide sort of near towards the end of the film. Uh, have you just ruined it for everybody? Well, he's—it's called My Salinger Year, so he's neither J.D. Salinger not the, <laughs> nor the girl having the year. So, no, hey, I like him. I'm sorry that he's, he turns out to commit suicide. About <laughs>
1: have two you just ruined the, the film? I don't think I have. I don't <laughs> think I have.
0: <laughs> I think you no, have. I don't think I have. No one is going to see this film and go, "Oh, I wish I wish they didn't tell me that he commit suicide." I'm, that's really smart. Hasn't the whole point of the film is
1: not this guy? It's not the point of the film. Uh, the listeners, the film listeners is, if, you are, <laughs> if you are paying attention to this and you, you see this you? film and it reaches this point and you yeah. go, ''Oh, my God, it's ruined!'' <laughs> please let us know. Hop <laughs> onto our Facebook page. Yes, of course let us know. I'll, I'll, I, I'll send you Andrew's address and you, can know, and you, you can go around to pay him a visit. I want to speak In.
0: to the person who thinks my Salinger year is about the quasi, semi de facto husband of the uh, the boss of the woman having the Salinger year. It's not about him at all. Lives, dies, makes no difference to you or the film <laughs> or anything. He's a good character. though. It like makes he, quite a difference to him. You're, I look, you're sorry that he's gone because he's a really (laughs) nice man, and and you like him when he's on the screen. Um, But
1: look, I'm missing him already. I am missing him. I also saw The Dry. Have you seen The Dry? Uh, Thanks for reading. I wrote two stories on The Dry. Did you? Yeah.
0: What were they about?
1: Um, (laughs) They're about about 2,000 words long and about... (laughs) 1,800 words long. Two thousand,
0: eighteen hundred words on. on. Yeah,
1: yeah, they, 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 they were quite a lot of words. You notice that might and, never... and that couple, the dry, and yeah. you made up a small number of them. To, <laughs> so, you know. You notice I never, ever, ever, hmm. ever...
0: Read my work. Yeah, ...ask thank you, you. Yeah. if you listen to my radio program. Oh, all the time. I all never time. ask you about it, never no. badge you about it, no. never ask you to pat me on the back about it, ever, no, ever, but, ever.
1: But the difference is, yeah. I don't say to you, have you heard any jazz? <laughs> As a matter of fact, I had it. let me tell you about it. <laughs>
0: So, anyway, okay. The Dry. You've yeah. seen The Dry. Yes. Does anything bother you about that film?
1: Uh, oh gosh. What do you mean? What do you mean?
0: That's, no, that's the, I think that's how we should start every discussion about film, is right, okay. me saying, does anything bother you about that
1: film? Uh, let me think. It's a good place to start from. Let me think. Does anything bother me about that film? Um, not that I can think of off the top of my head. No, okay. I, think it, I think it does a really good job of evoking a sense of, of the Australian, mm-hmm. like, you know, heat ravaged, drought ravaged, mm-hmm. um, you know, sort of semi-rural, semi-outback um, kind mm-hmm. of uh, rural, um, you know, farmland, whatever. Uh, it's, it was shot up in the Mallee, the um, mm-hmm. Wimmera Mallee. Yep. Um, I went on set. Um right. And it was, uh, it was really, really hot. Isn't that I interesting that there. you should say that because... Hang I, on, let me just... Let yeah, me yeah, just yeah, say, yeah, yeah. Yeah, please do. So... The film opens with yep. a funeral, right? Mm-hmm. I was there the day they were, they were filming all okay. the funeral scenes. Right. Right? Yep. And it was this tiny little uh, tiny little wooden church in it. I think the town was Minyip. It was mm-hmm. like, you know, a really tiny little place. Mm. And there was a... Right next to the church was this little park. And mm. in it was a public toilet block, right? Which was probably getting quite a bit of use because there's a film crew, a lot of extras, a lot of people around mm. on this day probably doesn't normally get a lot of use. Mm. It got blocked. Mm. There's some guy there, and I reckon it was about 40 degrees on this day, and there's some guy there whose job was to get his elbow up. (laughs) (laughs) This is is the most overwhelming memory I have of this set visit. It was this poor guy who is down on his knees with his elbow up the bend of this septic system trying to unblock it on a 40-degree day. And I just thought... There are some jobs mm-hmm. that are a lot worse than mine. Oh yes. Mm. So many. Mm. Anyway, gone. So I,
0: I disagree, as you But might, there were some jobs that are worse than mine. I disagree. <laughs> Definitely are. about what you initially said. Oh, you think it didn't give capture mm, that sense? No, and I no, not, not that I was necessarily looking for that or right. that would have made any difference to I the am. film to me. But the fact that that stood out for me that, that is not and not in a good way, mm. is that people kept talking about how dry it was. Yeah. Like, if if the film was called The Car, it's as if they kept saying, <laughs> geez, you know, it's good to have a car. I love having a car. Why don't we go for a drive in the car?
1: I, uh, I think I, the car is the best invention yeah. since the car. Okay, can I just jump in there and no. say, yeah, I'm going to, okay. and say, mm. have you ever been to the country, right? Have you ever, <laughs> have you ever hung around with people who work the land, Right? Listen to you. The weather. (laughs) The weather.
0: The agrarian yeoman (laughs) (laughs) of remote Australia.
1: Have you ever been out into the land? I'll tell you, Andrew Young. You tell me. I'll tell you. Young. (laughs) Young, young. (laughs) If it's dry. They're going to talk about it being well, dry.
0: Unfortunately, I'm a city member, Carl, right, whereas you are.
1: Yeah, I am. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. We all remember.
0: <laughs> I especially liked how much taller Eric Banner was than the country policeman who his toes he was treading on. Right. Because it, it, it's, it's, when you've got a strapping hero who looks so strapping, hmm. it's important to have lots of little people around him to so make him look even, <laughs> even more strapping, <laughs> which he did. Very strapping throughout. I just kept thinking of that strap. All the way through. that that's, film. that's a bit like
1: the relationship between you and it I. Is, it really it? is. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm uh, lilliputian <laughs> compared to you. I'm, I'm
1: gulliverian.
0: <laughs> I like the film. I like the film. It yep. was a little uh, expected how it how it ended up, but that's okay. And uh, I, I think I think that the book would probably be interesting to read as well in terms mm. of evoking that sense of of dryness and drought and mm. you know, how how difficult it is to to be in a
1: community that depends on the as mm. much as it does. Yeah, well, look, I mean, it's it's been remarkably successful, this film. It's mm-hmm. taken $18 million, north of $18 million, at the mm-hmm. Australian box office, which is a very, very good result. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad to hear that. Not altogether surprising. I mean, it's got the, um, you know, it's got Banner, it's got Genevieve mm-hmm. O'Reilly, who, mm. who's, I think, terrific in the film. Yes, she is. Um, yep. And it's got the sort of Bruna Papandrea, um, you know, made-up stories kind of production uh, okay. imprint, which yep. I think is probably more useful in terms of how it might travel overseas than say, it is yeah. here, yeah. but still a factor, I think. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, this is the the, um, the production team behind Big Little Lies, The Undoing, mm-hmm. um, you know, a, a, a whole range of things that have um, got big attention yep. in, in recent times, so they're on the radar in a, in a major way. Um, but probably the biggest factor is that there's no Hollywood films in the, in the cinema. There's nothing else the to moment. see, yeah. in, in a sense. In a sense, there are. But, yeah. And, it, I mean, it's been, um, you know, that's c- quite good for Australian mm-hmm. films in, in some ways at the moment. I mean, Penguin Bloom has done very well as as well. Mm-hmm. Um, High Ground, which is a really terrific um, yeah. Western. I, the, Interested in that film. Yeah, I, I think you should go and see it. Yeah, it's, it's very yeah, good. And I, if you do see it, yeah. let's have a chat about it afterwards. There's, there's a couple of things that we would talk about, Yeah, I think. Um, But... <laughs> You know, it's kind of like it. Does it doesn't give does it give an untrue sense of how those Australian films are connecting to audiences? Maybe well, that um, co- competition but, isn't. Yeah, it? and I think it's it's great. I think mm. it's great that they're they're there, they're getting a shot yep. and they are being watched. Yep. Um, and it kind of says, well, maybe if there was more space for Australian films at the cinema, as in they got more marketing support, mm-hmm. they got a bit more of a clear run. They didn't go on for a week and then off. Yeah. On the screens. Yeah, yeah. If people knew they were coming, yeah. You know, then, then there might be better performance across the board. Not from everyone. What obviously. was that film, The Dressmaker? Yeah. Called the dressmaker. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was a really successful Australian yeah, film yeah. at a time when
0: there was lots of Hollywood competition. Yeah, um, but Kate Winslet's in it, isn't yeah, it? So, so it's kind of yeah, yeah. I mean, Kate Winslet. That's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it's an Australian film, but with an imported star. Yeah, so yeah,
1: yeah. And you know, people can have all sorts of quibbles about that, but mm-hmm. I think you know, I think it was perfectly fine mm. good film and great that it resonated with people um but i mean they don't come along that often no no and uh and that's that's a shame um mm. but you know the the box office across the board is tracking i mean i think the most recent figures i saw is somewhere around about 40 percent of what it was uh, yeah. at the same time last year which and you know another week or two mm-hmm. and we're into oh, yeah, the point where cinema's closed so that comparative figure mm-hmm. will probably look better yeah, very soon. Yeah, yeah. But you know, the box office overall last year was was terrible. I and mean, it's mm. down, I think, seventy um, yeah. percent. year yeah. on year. So, you know, it's still a, it's still a very grim time for cinemas. So, you know, I kind of think generally, people, if it, if there's something that you think you might want to go and see at the cinema, you and you care on. about supporting yeah. cinemas, go yeah. and do it because yeah. the longer you leave it, yeah, the, the more yeah. at risk they are. No, and and yeah, uh,
0: we can't forget that lots of p- businesses of all types have been closing down mm. or have been using this as an excuse to close down. Um, and uh, we, yeah, if there's anything, as you say, if there's anything you like, whatever it is, go out and do it or mm. use it or, you know, whether it's tiring a boat to go for a row or any of those yeah. those activities that you think about, definitely do them.
1: Speaking of live music and things yeah. that, you know, yeah. we should support, activities. we should talk about briefly. Michael yeah. Gadinsky. Okay, that's a major, major figure in Australian music and he uh, wasn't everybody's cup of tea. No. He was a very big player. Um, he's co-founded Mushroom Records in mm-hmm. 1972. He, he was, uh, you know, the promoter of uh, Sombri um, Pop Festival. Oh. The first <laughs> one was <laughs> 1972 and did it, I think, until 75 or 76. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it, like, such such an important figure mm-hmm. in the history of music in this country. A singular figure. A singular figure. Who, as a, a
0: publisher, as a record label honcho, as a, 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 a Talent spotter in management, um, and involved in documentary, um,
1: film podcasts. and TV production. Yep, one of film the producers of Wolf Creek, Chopper, yep. um, Molly, the TV series, I and mean, uh, lots of stuff. So he's somebody that. that is irreplaceable,
0: mm. really. And with people, when you, you don't often get a, a single person who can uh, claim to have, have changed so much about the way almost every Australian yeah. has lived in, the, in terms of their response to music yeah. or to entertainment or to concerts. Uh, it's, it's, an, it's an incredible loss and a surprising loss, I think, to everybody. I found myself um, surprisingly moved same, same as I, and, and I don't really have much emotional connection to public figures who mm. I don't know. I've never met Michael against Um But, yeah, I was quite uh, moved and surprised, mm. you know, mm. um, and, and that's somebody who's never met him. So you can
1: imagine how his friends and family feel yeah. right now, yeah. you know. I mean, I wouldn't say I was uh matey with him. I, I've mm-hmm. met him several times, I uh, did s- stories on him. Mm-hmm. I remember once I did a story on a rival promoter, which basically, you know, was but a bit of a change. hatchet job, and uh and Kudinski rang me. Anyway, mm. my my great story, great story. Ah! <laughs> and I said I, I I to him. Uh, well, thanks, Michael. But you, you know, I hope you'll feel the same way when I write one about you. And he went. Ah! But a couple of <laughs> years later, I did write one about him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He wasn't so enthusiastic uh, about that. No, it's it's very kind funny, of yeah. Very cold shoulder after that for a while. But <laughs> yeah, anyway, he was. You know, he 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 played hard, and he um. You know, he was he was a. An imp- a super impressive character, mm. and uh, and I think it's worth doffing a cap a little bit to the fella wherever he may be.
0: That's it for the clappers. Thank you for joining us once again in 2021 you can of course like us on facebook and uh, become our friends even on facebook and of course you can listen to this wherever you get your podcasts and they're all up there if this is the first time you've listened to us you can go right back to the start and listen to them all